Hello. Welcome to the About the Other Day podcast. My name is Drew. And my name is Megan. <laughs> Easy, Megan. <laughs> Calm it down just a little bit. Um, we're so glad that you're listening in with us, spending a little time with us today. Uh, today's format probably is going to be a little different. I don't have a sermon yet. No, well, it's early. Well, I know. Yeah, yeah. Megan is skipping town. Um to go to a baby shower because mm-hmm. she finna be Auntie Meg's, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so normally uh, I, I have a message done by about Thursday or Friday morning and we'll do the podcast by the time it's actually written. Um, today it's Tuesday and I have nothing at all. Like, <laughs> I mean, I kind of have an outline for the next several weeks, so I might just kind of give you the ideas that I'm kicking okay. around first, but... um. I thought uh, maybe we could get started with some uh, fun stories. You got any fun stories? Um, you don't have any. No. Our house has been. Um, we we went to the dollar store the other day. Oh yeah. Um, because our kids, our kids won a little prize. Um, our love is conditional, and they earned it mm-hmm. this week. So we they took did. them to the dollar store. And got like $25 worth of candy and <laughs> trinkets and things. Uh, among them were three helium balloons, like foil yeah. balloons. Called mylar balloons. What? They're called mylar balloons. Never heard of that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know. I don't totally understand why it really needs a special name. Well, they're not latex um, balloons. They're mylar. Oh. They're not foil Aluminum? No, they're mylar. Hmm. Yeah. It's not foil. You don't got foil. <laughs> Helium foil. You don't got foil. <laughs> Floating around. It's too much aluminum Aluminum in a household. <laughs> this podcast is going to have to... I'm, I'm not going to have you coming in my office. <laughs> <laughs> Who I'm do you try- think we are? <laughs> trying to make me feel like an idiot. <laughs> it looks like foil on the back. Um... But anyways, Mac has <laughs> such a, I mean, at first it was a real love-hate relationship. Yeah. Like, he was obsessed with him. He's obsessed with him everywhere we go. Yeah, he really freaks out. He loves him go. some Mylar. He does. Uh, like, when we go to Kroger or anything, I mean, he just points yeah. at, ball, ball, ball. And, and really lo- yeah. gets mad when we don't get him one um, in his hand. Yeah. So, we bought three of them the <laughs> other day and brought them home. And he was so excited and thrilled. And he walked out of the store with it and played with it in the van and everything. And then we brought it in the house. Yeah. And he was terrified of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. He would run away from him. He, was he never really out. cried, but he was just like, ball. Yeah. And then he would walk away. <laughs> I think it's a similar, to me, it's a similar thing to like, um, if Santa Claus ever really did come down the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Christmas, like if some kids were saying, Santa's sitting, coming to town, and yeah. then he came in your house. Yeah, if he actually came in through the chimney, if an old bearded white dude like came in through the chimney, how many kids would be like, oh good, Santa's here. They would be like, oh no, this isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> something, something isn't right. Something's okay, as far as I'm concerned, seeing this guy at the Bass Pro Shop. Mm-hmm. But when he's in my living room without my permission and he didn't come in through the doors and my parents didn't let him in. should test this. You should dress up in the Santa costume that we have and see how he feels. And come down it. the chimney? No, just like come in and 
Oh, I can tell you exactly oh, ho, ho. how Mac would feel about it right yeah, now. See yeah, see how they would do. He'd be freaked out. But anyways, back to the balloons. Well, I, I think that was... He loves them now, though. Really the whole he, story, but yeah. He will not go anywhere without carrying them. Yeah. Um, he has several in his hands at all times. I mean, like, uh, he's, two or three we're going on 36 hours minus yeah. sleeping that he has just played with these balloons. Yeah. And only and minus sleeping because TV. we enforced it strictly. Yeah. Because he really wanted to take really them to his bedroom. He really wanted to take them to his bedroom. And like watching TV, he'll just sit on the edge of the couch <laughs> holding his, <laughs> his little... Hand, what is it? What would that be? Uh, bunch of a bunch of balloons. His little bunch of balloons. Yep. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking. That sounds way too adorable um, to really wrap my head around. And I would have to say, yeah, it, it kind really of is. is. It's pretty great. Sometimes the kids are pretty great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So without a sermon mm-hmm. for us to talk through, I wanted to do. I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. Um. Just uh, first of all, a slight kind of recap of last week. A um, what are you? What's distracting? Is that recording you? correctly? Is what recording correctly? Well, the time just looks like it's not correct. What would you like the time to? Like, how long have we been recording? Five minutes and twenty nine seconds. Check your podcast, people. Five. Where is that? Normally, I can see how long it is. It's a different computer and a different mm. the logic updated. Oh, I don't like the it. The new audio interface. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I like to know how long we've been going. Good. Yeah, because Megan likes to watch it because she's watching for a certain time, probably yeah. around 25 minutes where she's like, okay, by the time I get that, then I can officially, I could walk out if I wanted to. I no, I don't want to be too long because I know oh. after about 45 minutes, I start to check out when I'm listening to something. So I don't want to go much longer than that. When's the last time you listened to a 45 minute podcast? I don't know because it's too long. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I like right around 30 to 35. You That's do my not cup listen of tea to podcasts. if I were to listen to them. You do not listen to podcasts at all. I, I don't think you I know how start. people consume I'm going to start them. doing it. I don't think you know how people consume I got to find them. one I really like, though. Because when I find a podcast I really like, depending on the type of content, you know, like some, some of them are like interviews and they're really light, and I can listen to those just yeah, but nonstop. Well, you're not, li- you're not even letting me say what I'm going to say. Okay, if it's ahead. dense and it's like a lot... And but it's long, and I I mean if they're saying things I enjoy or want to hear, I'm mm-hmm. then I will li- I'll take a week to listen to it because they most of them put out once but a week. But you can remember like going back and start restarting. You can remember what you've listened to already. Well, sure. Oh, I can't do that. But if something's like two hours long, it will probably take me two or three days to actually get through it. <laughs> but if it's good, I'll listen to it and all at once. If it's if two or three. How is two or three? How's oh, two hour oh, podcast oh, going to take? Going to okay, take okay, two okay. or three. I thought you were saying like you would the the dense one you would take. No, longer. and and when I say dense, I guess I just mean like there are certain types of podcasts that just kind of keep me my attention nonstop. Some of them are like audio books, well, but I can listen to audio books too. To on our road trips together that are like two hours long. Yeah. And you will actually stay in with those because they're interviews and they're interesting well, and they're with like famous people right but i have um, nothing else to do as well like but yeah. just day-to-day life it's just not something i would your do. brain doesn't operate like like mine either like i kind of have a if i don't give it something to do 
then it drives me a little bit crazy. Oh, like you yeah. do, you are capable of shutting it all down. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't mean, I don't mean it in a bad way. Like I think it's actually, I don't know, just two different wirings. But I can look at you and say, "What's on your mind?" And you can literally say, "I don't know, nothing." Just doing the dishes. I don't yeah. know if that's true. Or if you're just not really that in, I mean, I guess it's possible that you're just not very in touch with what you're thinking about, but Maybe. it's also entirely possible that you just don't do that. Like if you ever ask me that question, which you never do, you would never ask me what's I on your mind. I do too. I'm just saying you, you've I've learned, learned your lessons. I've learned to ask over the it at times when I'm ready to listen. <laughs> don't ask that question unless i'm unless ready you to want listen. an answer yeah exactly because there's that's gonna nice be an, of me though well what i'm saying is right? there's gonna be an answer right follow the thread here that's the end <laughs> that's what we're at yeah if you are if you're asking i'm like here it comes here it comes like are you gonna be able to stick with it right now i Can know you follow the thread i'm not gonna ask you and then you answer and just not listen to you anymore i used to do that yeah and that used to cause some arguments. Because you, <laughs> yeah, arguments where I'm just like, you don't have to ask me. You can right. tell me that you're not listening. Right. You can tell. I remember. Do you remember like within the within our marriage, we actually got smartphones, mm-hmm. right? So we didn't have them before we got married. No. I think we no, we had, I had razors. two separate phones. Like oh yeah, Megan. I had a flip phone and then just like a. Megan was like a drug dealer when we got married. I don't even know. Like it didn't have any, it was just buttons on the front of it. Yeah. It was weird. (laughs) Um, But uh, so we got smartphones Mm -hmm. and we actually had like the thing that we all know intuitively now, like if you're talking to someone, you shouldn't be texting also. You shouldn't be playing a game also. You shouldn't be on your social media also. Like that's not possible. We didn't know that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like we all kind of had to learn. Right. Oh, like holding that device and being with someone is like not really being with them. Right. So I can remember quite a few, probably arguments of just like, you asked me a question or we were in the middle of a conversation and like 30 seconds later, I'm like, wait a second, Mm -hmm. I'm in this conversation by myself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that definitely still happens. Yeah. Not that we argue about it much anymore, but... Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. We're never going to (laughs) change. It's been 10 years. It's been way more than 10 Uh, years, bro. No, since we got our phones. Oh, oh, I got you. Well. I thought you meant you and me. No. No, since the the phones were introduced (laughs) to the relationship. (laughs) Interestingly enough, for the two years of our, like, dating life before we were married we only communicated on phones yeah we only ever Did we just text? like talked i don't think it was we, we texted a little yeah yeah but you were on i had unlimited and you did not so your text would cost me a nickel so every yeah you <laughs> could only text on nights and weekends yeah and we could only really talk for a lengthy amount of times on nights and weekends good grief how old are we mm-hmm. man I remember my face being so hot too from the, from the phone, from the phone. Yeah. yeah, from the radiation poisoning. Yeah, <laughs> from the I'm surprised we were able to have kids <laughs> <laughs> from all the radiation. <laughs> oh man. Um. So my my couple of questions. My my first one is this. Let's start with this. I wanted to do a little bit of a, because you know most of what happens in the podcast is kind of like it starts with my opinions. It starts yeah. with my, or my research or or whatever. I can. 
whatever I can muster to kind of give us something to mm-hmm. think and talk about. Um, today, I wanted to kind of take a step back and say last week's podcast, last week's message was called um, Your God Needs an Update. Yeah. Because we basically looked at the Lord's Prayer and started with this idea that Jesus says, call God Father. Think of God as Father. And as Jesus is saying that, he's trying to remind everybody. And when you say that, it's supposed to remind you that I'm his son, Mm -hmm. that I'm God's son. Right. And that we are the same. Right, right. That we are the same heartbeat. Um, uh, That John 14, 9, that I... Am in the Father, and the Father is in me. I don't do anything without the Father's permi- permission. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have seen me, that's John fourteen nine. You have seen the Father, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So you and I got into a little bit of a conversation about, which I think is an ongoing conversation for us. But I would love to hear a few more of your thoughts on it today, just as a recap after last week's message and after last week's conversation. Okay. What are what are you doing with that these days? What are you doing with the idea that anytime your God doesn't look like Jesus, oh yeah, yeah, your it's God needs where an we update. Ended last week, yeah, yeah, your God. Basically, Jesus is teaching like to be a Christian is to truly. And you and I talked even off mic after, like we ended the podcast and then talked a little bit more right after um, about that particular. I even said, I even said, if you want a God who isn't like Jesus, that's totally fine. You just can't be a Christian. Right. Because to be a Christian is to say God is like Christ. Mm -hmm. God is Christ. Yeah. God looks like Jesus on the cross, forgiving everyone, even those who do not know that they need to be forgiven. What's your... Yeah, which I believe that. I believe that... God and Jesus, they are one. Like, because you don't want to change religions, right? Because <laughs> yeah, you, I just don't want to stay a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've searched out all the other religions, and I feel like this one suits me best. <laughs> you searched them all out. None of them will have you. Not all of them, but some of them. Yeah, none of them will have me. They don't. I feel like American Christianity has the 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 lowest bar. Um, compared to a lot of world religions it's like what do you have to do to be in oh well yeah (laughs) pretty much just say you're in yeah right (laughs) you don't have to you don't have to follow the way of jesus come on (laughs) i don't yeah okay turn the other cheek come on on (laughs) feed the poor (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i guess that's trying to how about a bumper sticker because you're still in you're just if you're (laughs) you might still be in but yeah maybe you're just not really in like Depends on who you ask. Your crown's going to be a little less shiny. Julie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how. Yeah, what what do you do with the What do you do with that these days? You've see you've sought out all the other world's religions, you've tried them out. <laughs> I haven't tried them out. <laughs> um well, I think I mean, I think the biggest thing obviously is that we believe in Jesus. Like we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Like I don't think it, all the other religions believe that. Okay. So, to me, that's... But you're asking, like, what do I... How do I reconcile God and Jesus as one and... Yeah. 
and then also kind yeah, so of I get what still you're, view him you're, you're as... Saying, you're saying you're a Christian because you believe in the resurrection. Right. Okay, so... And that's that's good. I, I get what you're saying. I'm not sure if that was... Yeah, if that I was understand, super clear. I understand where you're, okay. what you're saying by that. You're saying, well, I'm a Christian because I believe that Jesus actually rose from the dead. That's what I've decided to hinge my faith on. Right. Um, that's okay, right? That's correct. <laughs> that is what we've been told to hinge it on. Oh, oh okay. That so is, I've, I haven't that updated is the problem. Yet. That's like, you, that, that is exactly what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I got a bumper sticker for it. Okay. Little, little ichthus fish, little, little Christian fish. Okay. Um, and I support Hobby Lobby and Chick Fil A and what? Like I, I have these sort of cultural things. I believe Jesus rose from the dead. But I don't the support pro- sweet frogs. The problem. I don't so- support sweet frogs. <laughs> sweet frogs are ridiculous. <laughs> that one's just crazy. If you're yeah. eating ice cream, eat ice cream, people. Um, I love so much. You know the the show, The Good Place. Yeah. I loved so much that they had like a frozen yogurt shop. So like spoiler alert, but this is like halfway through the first season. Spoiler alert. Um, they, they go, these people die and go to heaven or so they think turns out it's actually meant to be more like hell. Um, but heaven is populated by like all of these things that you think are good until you really, really like try them for a while. And they have frozen yogurt on every corner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's, so part of hell is frozen yogurt everywhere. They're like, oh, that's great. We love frozen yogurt until they eat it like two or three times. And they're like, yeah, this really just isn't very good. Is <laughs> It's like ice cream without the creamy goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so you're saying I'm a Christian because I believe in the resurrection. I'm just saying I, I think that is difficult. And I know that's not entirely true for you. I'm, I'm, I appreciate that you said that, though. I think you're tapping into something that I'm, I'm really interested in talking about. I don't know if Jesus really invites anybody to that. You know what I mean? Like Jesus teaches so many things, so much about the way of following after him. He doesn't call out to his disciples, come believe that I'll that I rose from the dead like first of all he's not even dead yet Mm -hmm. um he doesn't tell them believe that I rose from the dead after he rose from the dead he tells them go and tell everybody everything I ever taught you make disciples of all nations disciples of what disciples of believing that Jesus rose from the dead well that's not a discipleship that's a belief Okay. You, are you seeing the difference? Like mm-hmm. Jesus doesn't say go and teach all of that stuff. He says go and make disciples. Now, is that part of the story? Of course it is. Is it a big part of the story? Absolutely. I think we should call our church Risen Church. Like I think it's it's hugely important. It's it's validating. It's it shows that this is a this is a, a resurrection story. Mm-hmm. It shows that this is a story that takes people where they're at from where they're at and and raises them from the dead and speaks life and speaks better things into that like it it is hugely important but i think for us to arrive at we're christians because we believe jesus rose from the dead is extremely problematic because it basically means you can be a christian without knowing anything jesus ever taught okay are you here are you texting no i'm not texting Sorry, I got on a side thought. What's your, what's your side thought? It was about when you said risen church. Mm. I was just 
you know how when you say a name over and over or some a word over and over, it starts to sound funny. It did yeah, there's a head. <laughs> there's a word for that. Like risen, risen, risen church. Why do we call it risen church? <laughs> oh. Um. Well, I'm still asking the same question. How well, do you reconcile? Okay, do you I'm think this is true? Do you do you have a problem with me saying believing Jesus rose from the dead does not make one a disciple of Christ? Following the teachings of Christ makes someone a fo- yeah, disciple of Christ. Yeah, I understand that. I understand what you're saying, and I understand the logic behind it. Right. But what? So, what are you asking? I'm asking. Does your God need an update? I'm asking, are you... So come up with another reason why I'm a Christian. I guess. Okay. Not necessarily like come up with another reason. I'm asking like, is this a fair way of approaching the question for so many people? I don't... Your your Christianity is not in question here. I think the thing that's been in question for me for a little while is like, what does it mean to be an evangelical Christian in America today? Like, what does that title actually mean? Because it does not mean that we hold a, a core like group of beliefs about how we should function in the world. Do you think it does? I, I and don't if understand it, what you're saying. It it is not a it is not a faith system that is built around living in the world a certain way. It's a faith system that's li- that's built around believing one specific thing. Okay. And that thing that you believe doesn't necessarily change anything about how you live. Well, okay. I mean, for yeah, example, yeah. everyone who ever owned slaves but taught it should. them. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Well, yeah. Everyone who ever owned slaves actually force-fed their Christian faith to their slaves. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it never occurred to them once that following Jesus meant declaring that all people were created equal. It never really occurred to them. They're like, we believe Jesus rose from the dead, and that's our faith. That's what makes us Christians, and you should believe the same thing, and you'll also be saved. Okay. They did not apply the other aspects of this. They did not apply love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. They did not apply... Um. The Beatitudes, the Sermon well, on the Mount. Okay, I yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. I, I guess in my head, like those things go along. <laughs> like I wasn't. I'm not saying I believe I'm a Christian because I believe in Jesus and that He rose from the dead, but nothing else. Like right. To me, they go hand in hand. But I guess that's not the case for. Yeah. Like. If I believe in Jesus, then I believe in all that he teaches and. Right. When, when all not to make it controversial, we don't have to go here long. I'm just like as a as a more current example than slaveholders, like when when people in the name of Jesus flying Christian flags charge the Capitol to hang the vice president. So that they can pray prayers in the name of Jesus in the Senate chambers to overthrow the election, do we have any kind of responsibility to say, well, wait a second. I think those people believe Jesus rose from the dead. I don't believe they're disciples of Christ. 
do we have a responsibility at all to look around and say, well, what does it actually even mean anymore? Are, yeah. does, do those people, do their, does their God need an update? Does our God need an update? Do Christians need to do a better job of, yes. of saying, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Do like, Christians need to do a better job of saying, Hey, if you don't believe this stuff, if you're not going to, if you're not going to put a tremendous amount of attention into Matthew five and six, if you're not going to put and seven, if you're not going to put a tremendous amount of attention into what Jesus actually taught in terms of how to treat people and how to live in the world, then don't call yourself a Christian. You can be whoever you are. You can be whatever you are. You can believe whatever you want to believe. You can even believe Jesus rose from the dead, but calling yourself a Christian requires you to update your concept of God to where God looks like Jesus. God mm -hmm. looks like laying down your life for the good of your brothers and sisters and even for your enemies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, next question for this week that I'm, that I'm thinking through as I'm trying to put some things together. Our kids, for the kid lesson, mm -hmm. are going to be doing Matthew 5. I don't know what verse it is. They're, they're doing the, ba the Beatitudes. So I think it's uh, persecuted. 10. Yeah, blessed are those who, per who are persecuted. Mm -hmm. How are we, we going to talk to our kids about that? <laughs> <laughs> How are our kids going to do a lesson on persecution? Um, well, we could persecute them. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty can, good idea. They could tell us how they feel. How would we do that? <laughs> how would we persecute them for their faith? Do you have the actual definition of persecution up? Do you know what that, what it actually? Uh, no, I don't know what the dictionary what definition like, is going to, going to be what like. What it means from the Bible kind of thing. Like, uh, let's see if we can find an actual like Greek. Yeah, that's what I mean. Greek definition, like what's the word that that Jesus very likely said or something. Mm -hmm. um, he may have said What's it. the following? Blessed are the persecuted for what? What verse was this? Five, uh, ten. ten. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness's, righteousness's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, and I like that, that, that caveat there, that Jesus is like, hey... <laughs> Those who are persecuted for the sake of being for, righteous. Right, <laughs> like, right. By the way, you can get persecuted a whole lot. Yeah. And that's not really persecution. Not really, like yeah. you, you might actually just have people saying, you can't act like that. You can't talk like that. You can't treat people like that. And, and you need to listen. And you need to listen. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not persecution. Um, so the word uh, diaco. Mm-hmm is to make run away or to put someone to flight, to drive away. Hmm. Um, to harass, trouble, mistreat someone. Okay. Yep. I think that's that's pretty much it. To be harassed, mistreated. mistreated. And Jesus adds on. He's like, well, I'm not just talking about you blessed are you when you're persecuted, when you're when you're harassed. He says, I'm blessed are you when you're persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Mm -hmm. Because if you're you are doing what I'm saying to cause, do. Yeah. Or yeah. Because you are challenging systems that do not look like the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. you are you are harassed. Mm -hmm. In those moments you are blessed. What are we gonna do with it? Mm -hmm. A five and seven year old. Yeah. Um, 
I know we'll just make it silly and and kid lessony, but but what's the deeper meaning behind? I guess I guess what's it mean to you? What do you think? What do you think about whenever you hear Jesus saying, "Consider it a joy, like well, be happy for theirs when you're is persecuted." The kingdom of heaven is that like another way of saying, like you're bringing heaven to earth, kind of thing. I think that's what Jesus means all the time. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, because you get it. Yeah. Like, remember, you're blessed whenever you're harassed for doing the right thing mm-hmm. because you get it. Yeah. Because you're participating in the real thing that's really happening. Yeah. 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 I mean, have I, I don't know that I could say I've ever truly been persecuted for righteousness sake (laughs) yeah um so could that be applied to everyone i guess is the real question like can can yeah we all actually apply this verse to our lives or was that like that's it's something for then for a different time yeah i think that's an interesting question um I know there are people that have that are currently like right. I mean, America well, is a little different, right? But. Well, some of what we just talked about kind of I think highlights like where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Like to say I'm a Christian is not going to get you persecuted, right? I think more likely now, th- and this is the interesting thing about it. Now, do those people who stormed the Capitol in Jesus' name do they think they were being persecuted? They do. Yeah, they do. Um, I don't think they were being persecuted. You don't think they were being... That's not what I was that They're interested... they just being silly. <laughs> I'm more interested... <laughs> I mean, you dressed like a Viking for, yeah. the, for the task. I'm actually more interested in considering, like, who persecutes Jesus? Because it's actually not the world all around him. Mm-hmm. It's actually not Samaritans. It's actually not uh, the Roman government as... Not not too much, at least. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, we see Jesus, and and you know the Roman government's not super excited about a revolutionary like Jesus, like building a real following and and getting a whole lot of attention and and momentum behind their thing. So that they've got an eye on it. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is betrayed by religious people. Jesus yeah. is betrayed by those who come and say you're saying that the way that we have done things in our churches and our temples is not the right way and that is what causes them to scheme against and try to partner with the roman government to have jesus arrested and crucified Hmm. so i just think it's always interesting to consider the word persecution we can't do this with our kids yeah. But I think it's interesting to consider the word as like for a Christian to experience persecution in the United States, I would think you're going to have to be more you shouldn't be expecting the government to persecute you. Mm-hmm. You should be expecting other the church yeah. to persecute you. Right. The church is the one that's going to possibly have a problem with someone who comes along and says, I think the church might be doing it wrong. I mean, that's the story of every prophet in the mm-hmm. New Testament. That's the story of, all, of the entire scriptures is basically Jewish people 
disagreeing with each other, mm-hmm. having prophets speaking out against them. Like it is, it is inter-Jewish um, arguments and disputes, and like they're constantly coming and saying, "You're missing the point of who, jo- who of who God truly is. Mm-hmm. You've been um, seduced by power, and you forgot what you're actually doing. Mm. You've been seduced by." Um, riches and you've forgotten who what we're actually here to do we're actually here to bring blessing to the entire world yeah and I so I think persecution for Christians and I don't know if we can convey this through our children or not well you could give them an example you could tell them to go out if their neighbors are outside and they are hungry and they want to they're all hungry and so they come in and ask can we all have a snack and they take a bunch of our food out of our closet mm-hmm. and they give them some snacks because they're all hungry and they're doing what they think is helpful and kind and they're feeding the hungry. <laughs> right. And then we then go to them and say, what are you doing? You're using all of our food to feed the neighborhood. You're right. You're giving they away. They should be able to take care they, of themselves. Yeah. Like this is our food. What are we going to eat? We persecute our children for feeding the hungry. Um. This is an interesting example, you socialist. And then what happens? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens from there. No, I think that that's great. Uh, that that's a really. I think we can do something similar to that. Um, some somehow within our household, yeah. but but you're tapping into it. I think you're. I think that's right. I think to understand what Jesus is really getting at here, to be persecuted is to do the way of Jesus. Mm-hmm. In such a way, even a way that we've maybe taught them too, like in the yeah. in a roundabout way, like yeah, this is who, this is who we are. This is who we're supposed to look like. Right. This is this is who we say we are, but when it comes down to it, yeah, you're gonna give our food away. Right. That's true, and I think just the the typical American christian concept of what persecution actually means is it's it's always looking to the outside Mm -hmm. it's always saying the world is going to persecute us for being christians and i would just say that's not even true for what jesus was saying jesus is not everywhere jesus goes and he encounters people who aren't like him and don't believe any of the things that he believes they love him Mm -hmm. he's welcomed among sinners and tax collectors and prostitutes and at parties and in by Samaritan women, by a well, mm-hmm. like pe- everyone who should reject Jesus loves him. Yeah. It is actually those closest to the heart of the religious system that Jesus is a part of who have the most trouble with him. Mm-hmm. They are the ones who scheme to come after him. So I think we should always be thinking that way. And I don't know, again, I don't know if you can convey that through a kid lesson, but yeah. whenever we talk about what persecution actually is i think it should always catch the attention of christians as saying like well persecution is probably going to come from within the church Mm -hmm. you're probably going to be more likely to say the way of jesus is not being manifested here Mm -hmm. or i think there is more to be done or i think that what we have taught in this area is actually contrary to the way of jesus i think our obsession with violence is actually contrary to the way of Jesus. And then the church is going to likely say, Hey, ease up on that stuff, bud. Like that is what persecution is more likely to look like. And Um, something we should probably strive for. I mean, we strive to be peacemakers. We strive to be, Jesus is saying, if nobody's persecuting you, it's not one that you should try to like 
stay away from like oh let's try not to get persecuted let's be on our best yeah. behavior so we don't get yeah 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 let's let's make sure we let's make sure we play ball with the christian folks right so that they don't ever get upset with us mm-hmm. to which i would just say yeah i think jesus says actually you are blessed mm-hmm. when you are willing to choose my way over the cultural right um parameters provided even by your church and whatever yeah. other communities you could probably take this in exist. a which maybe we've already done that in one of these but in a bully type of route too down that kind of road i think that's what it amounts to you know yeah. i think that's what uh there is a um there is kind of a toxic leadership structure at place in in the in the body of christ and i don't i don't need to you know we all know who they are. Like there are people who have sort of taken a bully route, people who have seen the opportunity to say, well, I can be a big mean bully Mm -hmm. and threaten people often with hell or whatever else I can threaten them and then get them to do what I want them to do within the Christian community. And it's worked pretty well. Yeah. Um, It's worked pretty effectively. So yeah, I think you're, I think you're right to call out. I also think just this is, I don't know if this actually has anything to do with what we're talking about, but maybe a little bit. But what you just said just reminded me of like, I think there, I think now that we have got to the point as like, I want to say as real Christians, but as like, as we're discovering and I don't know, relearning some things for ourselves and whatever. And like, we're able to call out those unhealthy ways in those wrong ways in most cases like that we counter that like it's good to call it out it's good to see the wrongs the wrongdoings and everything but that we counter it with the good and the right way to not just stopping at calling it out and not just stopping at um you're you're crying that you're being persecuted you're not really being persecuted but but also like, well, what are you doing to be persecuted? Because right. you should be being persecuted. <laughs> you should be. Yeah, I I, I get what Does you're that saying. That makes there. sense. Well, like, I think you're I think you're kind of tapping into like what deconstruction within the Christian faith, like deconstructing your faith, tearing down the house of cards, is not useful unless there is a reconstruction that follows. Right. right. Like so. Um, Yes, there are things that need torn down. There are belief systems that are harmful, that are oppressive, that are used to to bully and um, and betray people and to tell some people that they're worth less than other people, to tell some people that they have less of a voice in the community than other people. Like there, there are those things um, that need deconstructed, but they do need to be replaced right. with something else. They need it's like, well, maybe there is a heart of that that was good. Right. Maybe some of what you said was important is important, mm-hmm. um, but but it probably got corrupted mm-hmm. over time. And I and that also helps us to sort of soften the blow of like I don't think every Christian bully out there. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Jerry Falwell Jr. set out to just do bad things his entire life. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, Ravi Zacharias and Franklin Graham and all of these people in the news for like being kind of manipulative Christian, Mm -hmm. um, leaders. I don't think that they're 
that they were always bad all the time or or, or even your Mark Driscoll's and mm-hmm. and uh I don't think that was always their intention. I just think it's easy for it to get corrupted. Yeah. And without a healthy relationship with what persecution actually means and without a healthy relationship with what with like who is the power who who, who is the oppressor and who are the oppressed here like that you you mm-hmm. can always lose the gospel mm-hmm. in that and yeah. that's um that's got its own problems yeah one final question and it can be real quick um and this is what this week's podcast would have actually been about if a sermon had been written yet okay. um our father mm-hmm. in heaven Mm-hmm. is the next two words of the prayer. Do you have any thoughts whatsoever that you think that should cover for us? My idea in at this heaven. point is to essentially go in the direction of um, of abandoning some of our desire to control things, like sort of saying the type of prayer that Jesus is inviting us to um, in the Lord's Prayer is a prayer that that starts by acknowledging God looks like me, God mm-hmm. looks like Jesus. And so, you know, really when you're praying, you should be reminding yourself of that constantly. You may, you should be updating your God, mm-hmm. right? You know, like those little update, those little uh, notifications you get on your phone or your MacBook or whatever all the time that are like, uh, system needs an update. It yeah. can't really operate on this anymore. Jesus is saying every time you pray, you should be updating a little bit. Yeah. If God still looks unlike Jesus, you should be updating that. Yeah. But then the second thing he says is in heaven. And that just seems like it's probably not an arbitrary thing for Jesus to say, like, God has this perspective yeah, of he- from of, heaven, from like heaven. This, this sort of heaven's eye view right. of everything that's happening. And so maybe along with updating your, your concept of God, mm-hmm. maybe you should also be quieting your, your spirit a bit, quieting your soul a little, like pushing your prayer requests to the side a little bit and saying... Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. God is in heaven, right? And, and I'm I not. Am not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you have any thoughts on what you think could be useful out of that? Well, I just I think what that last part that we just said. I think if you really stop to think about it, like our Father, the Father that the good and perfect f- part of the Father that we are supposed to be, you know fixing our minds on like not yeah the earthly fathers that maybe have flaws and right. or that definitely have flaws and that kind of thing but the father the perfect father that's in heaven that sees everything pure and holy and um maybe just aligning yourself with that view with that mindset yeah that he knows and sees things that you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you could almost pair up that entire sentence, our father in, or that entire phrase, our father in heaven as like Jesus saying, first, remember that who you're talking to here really, really loves you and really wants what's best for you. That's the our father part. Right. And maybe the second part in heaven is also, he really knows what to do. Right. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not, I love, 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 love plus wisdom. Yeah. Like, cause there are people in your life who love, 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 love you and have a lot of advice. That's probably not great how he got into heaven too. Like our father who's in heaven now, by the <laughs> way, remember how he got to heaven? <laughs> how did he get to heaven? Cause he rose from the dead. 
That's oh, true. that's Jesus. Jesus is saying this before he rose from the oh, dead. Oh, Jesus oh. is teaching us. No, never mind. Sorry, not Dodger. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that just ruined everything I was saying then. Hmm. I don't think so. Okay. Because I believe that the Christ was present in the beginning. Oh yeah, this is Jesus teaching John one. This, isn't this it? is Jesus teaching that. us how to pray based on his perspective. Hmm. And yeah, Jesus has. Okay, seen well, let things. me think about it again. Thinking you do the correct think again? way, because <laughs> I wasn't remembering that it's. Huh. Um, yeah, I guess it doesn't change a whole lot. I don't know that it should. Just that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm interested to see what you come up with, though. Are you? Will you for be a, a whole sermon? That's will you be what's attending interesting. This? Well, a whole sermon is like 15 minutes now. Yeah, on a video. but hmm, give or take, <laughs> maybe maybe give a few. <laughs> Usually give a few. All right. Uh, yeah, well, I'll be listening. I'll be I'll be watching. Thanks for making this happen, yep. um, Megan. Thank you, friends, for listening in um, to this. Uh, changed format for the week yeah just um, this one week i don't know if i loved it this much no it, it definitely puts you on the spot more you don't have anything to read yeah I know. you can't use a microphone like that people can tell can you hear me still no they're gonna yes, you're gonna you sound can. so weird i can i can tell from <laughs> megan's just, just laying just, back I just on need the to hold it like this because i need my hands for something she's laying back on the bed with the microphone just laying on her chest while yeah, she it works great while I she can't even tell. checks up on her stocks Thanks for listening, friends. Subscribe, share with a friend, and uh, if you're available, risenonline.us on Sunday morning at 10 a.m.